0: Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the Burong people as the traditional custodians of the land in which we meet. On, we would also like to pay our respects to their elders, past and present.
1: (laughs) So official with the cut down. Hello, um, welcome, welcome back.
0: Yeah, welcome back, Jen, Liv, listeners. Um, yes. This episode's going to be a bit different than normal. Um, if you can't yeah. tell, you and I aren't together for the first time since we've started the pod. And Liv, do you want to explain why?
1: Yeah. So there's been a bit of flooding, as you're probably aware, um, especially in Victoria and the Maribyrnong River near I live is. Quite overflowing like well overflowing and it's uh put a few challenges in place so we've just decided to stay at home today and see how we go remote um so yeah if you if we drop out or it gets a bit funny that's just our connection yeah
0: exactly it'll be fine Um, (laughs) and so I'm having I'm having to record my audio off my voice memo off my phone so if the audio sounds not as good as last week <laughs> you know why?
1: Yeah, we apologize. Um, we were progressing um Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty bad. Um, I hope there's no like delay unlocking... between us either. Uh
0: if there is, it's probably like a second delay or something, but we'll
1: because I'm mind. just, yeah, I'm thinking there's a delay. No, I don't want it to be like those awkward people on the um, news when they're waiting for the delay person. I, it's such a cringe oh, move wow. by them. <laughs> nah, it's fine. We'll make we'll it fine. work.
0: We'll be fine. Um, it's
1: all good. It's all good.
0: Uh, so Liv, um, big Liv, how's the week been? Yes. Since our last episode?
1: Yeah, my week be- my week has been all right. Um, no mental breakdowns this week, so that's that's a good start. I think it's been a really good week in that sense. Yes. Um, what else can I report? <laughs> um, nah, nothing unusual. Um, the weather's been very up and down, so it's been hard to sort of get outside and get some fresh air. Um, I it's yeah, it's been like sunny Like, if you're not, that's about it.
0: Like sunny one day. And then it like poured all night last night. So now half of Melbourne is literally submerged underwater, um, which is not good. So I hope everyone's I didn't hear right. a thing.
1: Um, did you hear the rain? I was completely asleep.
0: I did, I did hear it, yeah. I finished work late last night, so I had to drive in it. But it wasn't heavy. It just was very consistent. That was the issue.
1: Oh, right, okay. Okay, fair. Yeah, so... It's been a bit of a shit show here in Melbourne for that reason. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know what else to report, really. How about you? How's your week been?
0: Um, well, I've, 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 I've actually been living life because I'm currently house-sitting for a friend of mine in Northgate. So I've been by myself right. with a beautiful cat called Tuna. I don't know where she is right now. Um, and if you've been on the socials <laughs> you see her, she's very cute. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm good. I I, I still live at home with my parents. So it's good to like get a bit of a break from everyone and just live in my own little world. Um, But I just want to say in terms of last week's episode, I just wanted to say to everybody who messaged me um, after it came out with some really lovely words, I really, really, really appreciate it. It was lovely. It was lovely to see. And um, yeah, definitely started some conversations and um yeah felt very therapeutic i'm just, so glad to hear that they you got a so positive response you. yeah it's amazing and i obviously i knew that that was going to happen because like i said in the episode i'm very lucky to have amazing people and we have amazing people who follow us so thanks guys really appreciate it yeah. um but other than that my week has been so very good. very fun um you know the city a couple days yeah. and, All right, Um, what was I going to say? I just need to say something because a friend of mine was like, how did, like me, how do I know your partner so well? And I think in the earlier episodes, I might have edited out the part where I say how we know each other.
1: Oh, no, really? That's funny.
0: (laughs) Actually, people ask me that too and I I forget. So basically, okay. This is official, everybody. Liv and I know each other because Liv is dating my cousin James. So James and I are related, Yeah. and that is how I know him him so well. Um, yeah, and Liv and I met. That's it. James. That's pretty
1: much it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Problem solved. Um, mystery solved. You know.
0: Yeah. So wanted to. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> some a friend of mine was like, "It's really weird. Like, how do you know like her partner so well?" <laughs> we're related. Bro. You know like the
1: ins and outs of his life. It must be so creepy to people that have no idea.
0: <laughs> yes, I just know everything about James.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. We so
0: we're related. But uh yes, what were you yeah. doing before? Um, Liv do you want to bring up the first topic for this episode because oh, we were yeah. going to do it last yep. episode but we didn't get enough. So lead it away. What is it?
1: Okay, so I wanted to talk today about a topic that's been quite popular at the moment and something that I'm talking to my friends a bit about and it's just coming up in funny terms like funny conversations as well like quiet quitting Um, and also, you know, not just quiet quitting your job but quiet quitting your family is also another term I've heard which is kind of savage but does make sense in some cases. Um, (laughs) I wanted to talk to you and get your i'm interested in your opinion as well in terms of gen z um but for those who don't know quiet quitting is working within the defined hours at work um and it's solely engaging in activities at work and then once you leave you're done you don't think about it you switch off and another point to make here is that you don't go above and beyond your job um so you might you might be passionate about it, but you are essentially only doing the job that you're paid for, which makes sense when you say it out loud like that. But a lot of people tend to work long hours, do way more than it's expected, um, put in 130%, but they're not getting rewarded back. And the reason I think it's become quite popular to talk about at the moment is, I want to say due to Gen Z coming through and... I guess, having this reverse um, perspective on what their career should be. Um, and that's to do, I guess, with probably COVID and post-COVID and um, focusing more on your mental well-being. But I was speaking to James the other day and he was actually saying, you know, apparently people or apparently students coming through at the moment are having a harder time, With assignments, they're asking for more extensions, they've got more anxiety, they've got more stress and even when they're coming into the workplace they're just wanting to do the job and leave and I want to know like from your perspective is this something that you can relate to like would you not necessarily be a quiet quitter but would you come through into the industry and think oh I'm just going to do my job and leave regardless of how passionate I am about it or are you someone that wants to go above and beyond? Because um, I I think that millennials have always had this hustle girl boss mentality from a female perspective, and it's nice and refreshing to see this come through. But is it taking too much of a a weird twist? I guess is it going too far? Is what I want to know. But yeah, it's really it's a really bizarre topic and. I think it's going to get more popular as the years go by. Yeah. What do you think, Liv? I'll wait for the delay.
0: Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually remember the first time you brought up quiet quitting to me, which prior to you telling yeah. me, I hadn't heard it before. I had never heard of the term. Ah, oh, right. Um, and then you were like, oh, it's, it's pretty popular. Yeah, you were like, it's pretty popular amongst Gen Z. And I was like, I had no idea. Um, and then obviously the way that our phones work, as soon as you told me about it, it came up on my TikTok um, for you. Pam. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it listens to know, you.
0: Really. <laughs> it does. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess in like to answer one of your questions about which one I probably am in terms of, do I just do what my job is asks me to, or do I go above and beyond? And I think for me, I would say I'm someone that goes above and beyond, but not that I want to, I do, I have tried recently to only do what is of, like needed of me, especially at my like retail job. Um, yeah. But I think having like my parents influences, I think they've kind of told me to, you know, do the best that you can. And I feel like our parents have really grown up in a in a society where, you know, they've been told, oh, you've got to you've got to put in the hours, you've got to work your ass off. Um, and I think that influence has kind of affected maybe millennials and I think that's why okay. millennials as of late have been um, kind of using that hustle culture that you talk of. Um, and I think yeah, okay, we're Gen but, Z are okay. probably at a point where we're like, you know what, That's that's not okay to be – working your ass off for money that you're probably not receiving in compensation to that like for work. So yeah, the, the culture is definitely changing. As you said, I think as time goes on and the power of social media as well, um, like this quiet quitting is just going to get even bigger and what that looks like, I can't tell you, but, um, it's definitely on the right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Um, because I'm like, I'm not going to make any comment personally on this topic, but I there's also another aspect to this, which is called fat fire or quiet fire. So quiet quitting is when you're, you know, you've got a great work-life balance, you compartmentalize, you're doing your job that's required, you're leaving work, you're going to do other things after work, which is great. Um, fat fire or quiet fire, which I've just learned about is when you essentially you're, you're making so much money um, within the first like 20, no, sorry, 10 to 15 years of your career. So you can retire early. Um, And I actually think James is a bit like this as well, because all he talks about is wanting to retire early just so he can like live his life, which makes sense, but he's got to sacrifice, you know, um, work-life balance um sacrifice catching up with friends financial things like there's a lot of things to come into play there so it's almost like do you want to retire early or do you want to have a nice balanced work-life balance for the the rest of your working life um and I just don't know I don't know what I want to do like I want both <laughs> is that nice is that all right to ask
0: well in a person we, we could have both I suppose
1: <laughs> yeah I know yeah. But it's really like they're saying that to do this quiet fire, like hustling hard, you've got to earn at least two point five million dollars to be comfortable to retire. Um, like just sitting aside and I'm just like, Oh I would have probably spent all that, so it looks like I'm just living my normal life oh, without yeah. retiring early, I think. Yeah. It's too hard. I
0: mean I mean the whole the whole thing about saving money to me absolutely terrifies me like I feel like I'm so bad at it and then adding the pressure of like you know eventually wanting to move out and support myself and I feel like that I just I can't I don't even know where to begin and I don't know if Gen Z people agree with this or even millennials to be fair like agree with how you know how I'm feeling but it's just like retiring I haven't I can't even think about that like I I honestly just want to like yeah you know make a decent wage and get by and be financially independent, which is what I want to get to.
1: Yeah. And you absolutely will. And you'll be surprised once you start saving and putting money away, what's actually there. I think it's a daunting thing to think about, but once you actively start, you know, pocketing some money, it's, you know, it starts to build up and you can physically see it. And it's, it's nice to know that it it's not going to waste, like it's working, Um but, yeah, it will take a while and you will get to that stage where you are, like, financially independent. You want to, buy I don't know, buy an apartment, buy a house, whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, in your state of life, like, in your time of life when you're at uni and you're working part-time um, and all these sorts of things, I think it's, it's – you've got – you're in, like, the best position to think about, like, how do I want to take my career – Like, how hard do I want to work? What do I want to work for? Um, I'm just, like, so envious of your position. Like, now when I think back to being 22, 23, and not that I regret anything, but I would definitely, like, go back and change the way I thought about things, I think, in terms of money.
0: Yeah. Hey, Liv, I just had deja vu Mm. just now.
1: Ah. (laughs) Yeah. What did I say? Was it financial No, talk?
0: I'm serious. It, it feels like you had said that to me before, like we've sat through this conversation. Oh, oh my God, look, we probably, um, yeah, no,
1: I, nah, we probably have.
0: Yeah, no. No, we probably have. But like, yeah, totally, totally, 100% agree with that. And to go back to your point about how you were saying James was saying the stuff about Gen Z at uni and like wanting extensions, yeah. this, that. I think that's a very interesting point because, you know, for me, I started uni during 2020, so during COVID. And so many of my friends that I grew wow. up with were the same. So none of us have really experienced uni life pre-COVID, pre-lockdown, pre-this, pre-that, like when life was... Or we knew to be normal, you know what I mean, pre-everything. So I think there are definitely people who are unmotivated to do uni because of the kind of lockdown aftermath and fatigue and also just like the anxiety of going back to campus and going back to a normal life after two years of intense, harsh lockdowns. So I think yeah. it, there's a lot that plays into kind of these relationships with uni, but I definitely think a massive one at the moment would be COVID. I I, like, I, 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 this is going to blow people's minds, but I don't know uni at all pre-COVID. I don't know what life was like. Oh, well, it makes, it makes sense because. I can't even comprehend.
1: Yeah. It makes sense because like, I don't know a full-time job without COVID as well. Like the first job I got was in August of 2020 so, I was working from home the first six months of my job by myself. <laughs> and that was wild. But I, yeah, I like what you said about, I guess, how I see it is uni students at the moment. Well, how do I explain it? So, uni sort of sets the tone for, for me specifically, it set the tone for how I perceived my industry and how I needed to work in the industry to be able to achieve goals and, you know, um, do my job to a standard. So, and like, I, I worked myself to the bone at uni, like I probably needed to take anxiety extensions and things like that. Um, I never did, looking back because I just had this mentality of, no, like, it's hard. I've got to get it done. I've got to get it done. And I guess when I got into the industry, I sort of had that same mentality. So I think that possibly, like, these students coming through are putting their mental health and wellbeing, obviously, first, saying, no, I can't finish this in time. I can't do this to the standard I want to because of ABC. And then that also trickles and snowballs into their actual career, which is great for us because I don't want to be working like that forever. And I've already, you know, started to take notes from this culture coming through. Um, Yeah.
0: Mm. I I, I also think that Gen Z has kind of learned a lot from like the, the work cultures that came before us, including millennials. And I think we analyzed and we were like, well, this hustle culture, we can see it and it's not working. And I think also to go back to like the effect of COVID, I think that really cemented, especially a lot of the old, like older Gen Zers, so the ones born in like 1997, just on the cusp between millennial and Gen Z. I think they were the ones that kind of were like, well, we have to be mentally prepared to do a full-time job. And we know ourselves that we can't do it if we can't put ourselves first. So that's why I think the whole idea of quiet quitting and and the, the culture that that has created. Look, you can say that, that there's positives and negatives to it, but ultimately I think it's it's a concept that can kind of sustain a workplace because you know you're doing yeah. the work that you that you have been asked to do and nothing more. And I think you can't have a full time job if you're mentally not prepared and not not there with things because you're stressed out or anxious or depressed or etc. So um, I think yeah. it's it's an interesting sort of conversation, but it's definitely something good in my opinion.
1: All right, okay. On to fun questions now. Um, if you had this is coming okay. from this topic. If you had the choice to quiet quit or quiet fire, retire early, what would you do?
0: Oh, um, I'm going to say <laughs> quiet quit, quiet quitting, um, only because I feel like thinking about okay. early retirement okay. just naturally makes you feel old and think too much about the future and that scares me, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Okay, that's fair. I've been kind of torn between this. Um, Yeah, because I've been watching, as you know, I've been watching a lot of Below Deck and I just want to be one of those assholes on the boat that says my meat isn't cooked enough. So um, that means that I would have to retire early. But at the same time, I also – love a work-life balance, you know, um, and it's nice to be able to come home and compartmentalize and it's still daylight outside, and I'm not stressing about work. Mm. Um so I at the moment at this stage in my life, I think, yeah, quiet quitting is more suited to me as a concept, but I'm still I'm still deciding, I think it's something you know it's never too late to start one or the other. Yeah, in my opinion. And also te- oh, actually, no, it is because yeah. there's a there's a clock ticking. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but I also I think what supports like my answer in terms of selecting quiet quitting. I feel like because I haven't worked a full time job, like you, I I I I like I can't say oh I don't want to I want to retire early because I don't know what like a full-time job feels like. So I feel like I'm ready to work hard yeah. rather than hire yeah. early. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And also, yeah, like the first couple of years in the industry is just you learning and absorbing like a sponge. So you're going to be working hard to understand everything. Oh, of yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So would you, if you had your dream job, would you work around the clock? Like would you hustle hard and work 24-7 or would you still want this concept of quiet quitting integrated into your life if it was your dream job
0: um I hope this doesn't make me bad but I would honestly not do the quiet quitting and work like <laughs> 24-7 only because that's sort of the industry I'm in it's kind of that's the vibe of it and maybe that's not a great thing to start off with and that's maybe a bit toxic but um, I think you know especially in terms of filmmaking you're making something creative and I think that's kind of what motivates me to like want to work that hard for it but at the same time I'm also someone that needs a bit of like a work-life downtime but I think yeah, I, I'm going to go the hard work
1: you want to answer that straight. Yeah. Forward. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can understand that. And yeah. like my answer would be the same if I had like the absolute dream job. Yeah. Um, like as if you're not going to, it's something that aligns with your passions and it's a career. Like you're going to want to put everything you can into it because you love it. And not to say that you wouldn't love any other job, but it's a job that would just ignite so much like fire and passion in you that you wouldn't see it as overexertion or, um, you know, compensating any other part of your life because Mm -hmm. it is who you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? But I, I I also, it, it it just kind of depends what job, what your dream job is, you know, um, because I'm sure if it's like some corporate job in an office, I mean, yeah. you only have to do what's needed of you in that period of time. So I don't know. It just depends on, on the individual as well. Um, and and quiet quitting or doing that hard 24 hour work. I mean, that doesn't indicate anything else. Like it doesn't it's like a not negative or a positive to pick either or. Um, yeah, I'd probably say it just depends on the individual and the job. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah
1: yeah nice good chat, good chat. Good
0: <laughs> chat. we love it <laughs> um and maybe maybe let us know if you if you had heard of quiet <laughs> quitting before today's episode um oh you know, this is like the first time you've heard about it or you have heard about it and you want to discuss stuff with us
1: Message yeah maybe we should we do a little poll or something, or
0: something. yeah um Cause it is a it is an interesting topic to kind of discuss, and you know, it'd be cool to kind of like see different types of industries and you know, what their opinions are on it, depending what what kind of work you're doing. Um, but I yeah, like I, said, yes. I get a lot of videos on it now on my mm-hmm. for you page. So. <laughs> um. Also, in you know how you mentioned below deck I actually have a movie rack for you it hasn't come out yet but when it does we should go see it and I've sent you videos of it um it's called yes. Triangle of Sadness
1: yeah oh yeah okay I've seen that I like yeah. the trailer Yes. the things you've sent um, me yeah looks awesome um, what's I'm gonna go called? see it now
0: it's made by Neon Productions. is that
1: the is that the one with um the diet that Daya has posted
0: yes I was just about to say that yes
1: <laughs> okay good all right let's move on What's your topic this week? What are we going to discuss?
0: Okay. This is kind of just like a real, I I feel like I mentioned it briefly before. Um, But this is a a topic I thought about Mm. on the toilet the other day. I was sitting on the toilet, right? And I was like, there was just a, there was just something about this topic that intrigued me. And this happens all the time with topics that come to my mind. They just come at random times. And I was like, what? What was clubbing like? Pre-iPhone, pre-social media, pre-Ubers. Like, I want to know a millennial's point of view on this because the first ever time, this is a fun fact, actually, and it may make you feel old, so uh, just... Prepare yourself, guys. The first ever time I went out clubbing.
1: I already feel old. Don't worry. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Soz. Um, The first ever time I went out clubbing was 2018. And it was actually on the night of um, Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding, royal wedding. Um, I went out and it just got me thinking like,
1: oh, my God, really?
0: Yeah. First of all, how the hell did you get home? without using like uber dd like all those services and then also like how did you go out and not like put it on social media like that that those two not having those two things like just i don't get so tell me it's like give me like what what was a night out like for you yeah yeah when you when you you were 18 you know
1: the play-by-play yeah okay so My God. So full disclosure, I did not go clubbing a lot. Um, it was never really part of my character. I did it a little bit, but it wasn't I wasn't like a regular, um, like some people. And like now talking about it with some friends at work and stuff, they all talk about the clubs they went to and stuff, and I'm and they're like listing all these names off. And I reckon I've been to like a handful that they mention, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that one was so good, and I've got no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> so that's just me um but <laughs> I know so bad in terms of um getting there so first of all we used to wear heels to clubs and you know I used to <laughs> oh my God. I remember like my first pair of heels just for context was like a brown like plasticky looking leather pair from Ruby shoes and (laughs) it was like a pointed toe brown shoe and I can just still see it and I bought them because they were really comfortable and I wasn't comfortable wearing heels like I couldn't walk in them properly yet so they were like a little bit lower still a bit cute um but yeah we would always wear heels always um yeah, like extremely small outfits, like no jackets or anything. So I'm just like triggered from nearly getting probably like pneumonia so many times from standing in lines. <laughs> I um, mean,
0: yeah, we all have got. We are like a lot of us are we that used phase. to
1: catch. <laughs> yeah, like surely that's a common occurrence between yeah. both generations. I think is like wearing next to nothing. Oh, um, so we. Probably, yeah, we'd catch t- we'd catch a taxi there or sometimes we'd have a parent that would drop us off. Like, I don't know who that poor parent was. Um, <laughs> but then in terms of, like, social media, so sometimes people had actual digital cameras um, that they would take photos with, oh, I remember. That, um, sorry, and those photos were probably actually really good. Like, they looked really cool. Yeah.
0: Like, that. that seems, like, so obvious. But, like... I can't even imagine someone at a club getting out a digital camera and being like, "Hey guys, guys, guys,
1: smile!" Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like a that wasn't a common thing. But there were digital cameras. There were, however, and I don't know if this is you probably got this as well. But like the um, there was like a promo photographer always there, and yeah. he'd take like all the photos of the night, and then you'd go through the next day through that club's which I just think is such a funny concept going through like the club's album on Facebook and trying to find photos of yourself.
0: And then finding photos you don't
1: want <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Um But yeah, there was no I mean we did have social media in terms of Facebook, but it wasn't like it was nice. Like I can't imagine doing that now and you know, just living in the moment like that, like not taking as many photos um, and being so obsessed with Instagram and Facebook, I mean, and TikTok, you know, to get the perfect perfect photo. Um, but, yeah, there was no Uber, so then, yeah, it was just taxis really. Like it really wasn't that different. Um, but I do remember just getting home and just like, Oh, everyone would sleep in their makeup and I was like, no, nah, I have to take this off. So I'd take my makeup off. I'd make a cup of tea. Like I, I was oh like a God. nana <laughs> and it's like five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't like, like I just hated clubbing, like, to be honest. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, you—you've you, experienced. I just, I just wanted to get an a, an idea of.
1: I feel like you didn't like it that much.
0: Nah, not a massive fan of clubs. I think they're great when you turn eighteen. Yeah. And like you go with people from high yeah. school. But. Um, yeah. Yeah. The last time I was at a like a like a club club in the city was probably like at the end of 2018 and I went to like treat, which was, which used to be for our millennial listeners used to be anyway, I believe.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. That one remi- yeah, that rings a bell.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if it's treat yeah. anymore. I, I don't know if people go there still, but yeah, you definitely reach an age when you go, Oh, I kind of just want to go okay. to bars like in Fitzroy or Brunswick, you know?
1: Oh yeah. That definitely happens now more often. Like even being in the city, it's just nicer to be in your neighbourhood at a nice little bar. Well, I f- I think anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Do you um? Did you have like so? When you did go out clubbing, did you have like a favourite club you would want to go to?
1: Mm. I remember going to Treehouse a lot. I don't even know where that is. Um, but it's where I was dragged to a lot. That I'm pretty sure that changed names as well. Do you remember that one?
0: No. No. I'd have never heard of that one in my life. But it sounds like a good time. That was me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, the person that never wanted to come out? No, no, Is that what like, you mean? Were
0: you the were you the friend where people had to convince, like, heavily to come out?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I never wanted to go. <laughs> I just wanted to stay at home. <laughs> but I did go and I hated the whole experience. So it goes to show I should have just stayed home. Like I think about it now and nothing good came of clubbing for me. Like I was not someone that enjoyed it at all. Mm. And I'm wondering if there's like people out there just like me that clubbed as a teenager and absolutely hated it. Like I just, I don't have any like fond memories of it. Like it was just like something I did because it was like a culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you're influenced by the people around you, 100. percent
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, okay, this may, okay, so that it was a little
1: first bit much. I do, I do remember walking home. I do. You go, yeah. go.
0: Um, I was gonna say that first time that I was saying before when I went out for the first time, I actually did it underage. I used my sister's ID. I don't know if I could say this, but I'm gonna say it. Um.
1: I was gonna ask you that. Oh
0: <laughs> my sister and I my sister and I look very similar. Uh, she is three years older than me though, so on the ID I was supposed to be twenty one, but I was seventeen. It worked. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> you would not have looked twenty one.
0: Yeah, no, I think secure
1: You would not
0: about, like women to be fair. They're kinda just like, oh yeah, go in.
1: Yeah, 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 that's fair.
0: Yeah, Um but w- would...
1: I'm just um looking up at the moment um, the digital cameras when clubbing.
0: <laughs> it kind of reminds me like...
1: <laughs> like the actual photos. I'm trying to see if I can find any good ones.
0: Did those shows like Gossip Girl ever like influence your nightlife? Like,
1: nah, uh, nah, I don't think so too much. I think everyone really knew that... Like there was such a glamorization of Gossip Girl. Like we loved it and we we're obsessed with it. But we were very, like we did. We were very like self-aware that it was, yeah, so far removed from the truth. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm trying to think what did influence us. Probably just Sopray. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> oh my goodness, Sopray. Oh. Um.
1: Yeah. no that was even probably too late. Like I'm thinking, like, well, no, actually, um, paper kites, Valley girl. Paper girl. Do you remember paper kites, yeah, like the at around, Northland? They're still around. It was like, yeah, and Valley Girl and um, Alley Fashion. Girl. There were so many. I feel like
0: Sports Girl.
1: That's where I used to get all like my bando skirts. And all that sort of stuff.
0: Mm, I could see you shopping at Sports Girl.
1: Yeah, I love Sports Girl. That was a bit too high out yeah, of my I price point did. in mm. year 12. Um, so I, yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, it's probably more at Cotton On and. Oh, Tempt. Do you remember Tempt <laughs> Greensboro? <laughs> that was so I good. Do.
0: They used to have it at Greensboro Plaza. I love in the that store. Tempt for a back.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah so good I'll have to um I'm now looking at the cameras I'm thinking I'm actually just thinking you know what I'm just thinking of the photographers not actual digital cameras like people that were photographers in the club but like we actually went to high school with someone that was is now quite a successful photographer and he would make so much money by taking photos at clubs on weekends like he did so well for himself. That
0: is amazing. But, like, I feel like it'd be so annoying, like, being surrounded by a whole bunch of young drunk mm. people at a club. Like, that would do my head in.
1: Whilst you're completely sober, yeah.
0: Holy, mm. well, we should go out clubbing soon. we will take you out.
1: Yeah. Absolutely not. I would could not think of anything worse we should
0: go to lucky at Christmas. 28 that, that pops off i hear i've been there a few times when i was 18 so we should go no oh we could get free drinks we could be like, we, we, we do a podcast called generally and it does really well and um yeah let us in
1: oh oh speaking of i'm hoping that um laneway are going to give me um free ticket uh, yes
0: okay <laughs> shout out to laneway because they reached out to me and messaged me um after we posted that thing and they're sending me something so live i'll let you know what that is and mm. listeners i will let you know what that is and if laneway if you're listening i'm excited yeah
1: I'm- very excited i
0: do hope though it is a real life version of danielle heim um and she comes with like a drum set and her two other sisters and we
1: oh yeah
0: in um in yeah so if that is the case i'm excited
1: yep yep love it oh <laughs> do you did you listen to um alana's podcast I,
0: I, i'm halfway through it yeah i was like go off you know she's a successful actor
1: oh innovation. okay
0: and now she's doing a podcast.
1: Yeah. It's
0: she's listened to Jen live. Maybe that's where she got the idea from.
1: Yeah. I don't know her Content's very similar. I did love it. I was like, I can definitely relate to this and it's a vibe. And I like how they just tangent off on different topics as well. Sounds
0: very familiar. Sounds like.
1: So very keen sounds like to awesome listen to more of that. And she sounds like such an awkward, um, like, yeah. She sounded like such an awkward kid as well, which is just so refreshing Mm -hmm. to hear coming from someone that's quite, um, got quite a following and quite a, what's it called? Um, Can't think of my words. Yeah, famous. That's the one.
0: I know. Like they're they're such real human beings. You kind of forget that sometimes because naturally you put like famous people and people you admire on like, the stool. Yeah. And then when you hear that they've had very similar awkward life experience to you, it's kind of like, oh, mm. they're an actual human um, like me. And so, yeah, it is actually refreshing to hear.
1: Mm. Yep.
0: So shout out to Alana Haim. And
1: yeah, it's good. I loved they're... her story. Like I was, getting, I was getting like a visceral reaction to her talking about her first um, shaving experience. Oh, yeah. And how she said that she took a chunk out of her shin or something. And I actually had chills in my seat. I was like, oh, no, thank you. No, thanks. Um,
0: Yeah, but
1: her co-star. So disgusting. Yeah, co-star. So, yeah, I actually loved the co-star. And um, the fact that she's not famous was really nice. But I actually wanted to talk about my body hair experience because I've mentioned this to you before as well um I think she said that she she started she'd never shaved she'd only waxed and I was like that's unreal like how has she never shaved Mm. only waxed her hair is still really light now I have really light hair too and I you're gonna not believe this but I actually started waxing when I was 12 uh, my legs because my mum is a beautician and she, and it's known that once you start waxing your legs, it's preventative for them to grow back. (laughs) Um, so I was doing this, you know, every time it grew from the age of 12 and like, it was more so like I wanted to do it as well. It was leg hair. It wasn't like I was doing my eyebrows and everything. Um, and it actually started to work, and then it got to a point when I was like, I want to say, fifteen or sixteen, when I just stopped doing it consistently, and it all bloody grew back. Bu- like it grew bla- grew back, and I was so pissed. So now I'm just shaving. So for anyone that's thinking that once you keep waxing and waxing, that it's never going to grow back, I swear to God, like my leg hairs are quite fair, and they've all come back quite dark now. So it's all a lie. Mm. I don't like it.
0: That's so interesting. I think the whole concept of body hair, especially on women, is so interesting to me. Um, But I'm I'm quite similar in terms of I I accidentally started shaving my legs at 13. I was in the shower one day and I saw a shaver and I was like, oh, Mm. just try like let me just have some fun with this and shave a bit of my leg hair and I accidentally. Don't know how you accidentally do this, but I accidentally like shaved half of my leg hair on one of my legs, and I was like, "Well, fuck! I better commit to this and shave the rest of it." And I was like, "Well, I've got to do the other one." And um,
1: you've got to keep going. And I did,
0: and it's sad because before that, I had quite fair leg hair too, and um, really, like, I miss it. And um, once I shaved it, it came yeah. back dark and black. And yeah, so, and I've just been doing that ever since. And I don't know, like I've, like recently I have stages with, with body, like body hair. Like sometimes I don't mind it and I'll just let it grow out, especially my legs. And then sometimes I'm just in a mood where I'm like, nah, dude, I can get rid of this because I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like the way it feels. Um, but yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. See, I have always mm-hmm. hated body hair don't think I'll ever love it it's probably a mixture of the cult societal culture you know making body hair look bad and disgusting and also the fact that I just can't stand or feel it Um, so I'm always like I want to get everything lasered one day um, and I have tried it and it didn't work as well on some parts because I was hormonal. Um, so I've got to try it again one day as well, but I'm just one of those people that, I mean, I know it's probably an unhealthy, it may be, I look at it and at, in an unhealthy way, but I just don't like it and I don't want it. And yeah. And, and- I'm just gonna. It just makes me feel. Yeah. It makes me feel clean and nice when I don't have it, and I know that that's a weird concept to think about and talk about. When you know, of course, body hair is natural, mm. but I just don't like it. Yeah. Full stop.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can all have your own preference in terms of what you do with your body. That's fine. I think the issue that that creates sometimes yeah. is that you project that onto other people. You know, when other people want to grow out their body whatever like hair anywhere and everywhere yes when people project that sort of negativity onto you it's kind of like well you can do whatever you like with your own body and I'm glad that shaving makes you feel better that's good for you but for me personally I don't care like if I want to grow out my underarm hair and my leg hair and you know my pubic hair even like I'm gonna do that and um so I think, like, it's all about, it comes down to preference. Like, you do what makes you feel good at the end of the day. So, um, but, like, I think it's a huge thing that's kind of influenced yeah. women specifically is just, like, society and the idea that if you have, like, any body hair that you're you're dirty. But, you know, we all know that that's not true and body hair is very natural. Um,
1: yeah. But,
0: yeah, again, it's just a personal thing, Liv, like, I feel like if you want to shave, you shave. Yeah, you do what makes you feel good at the end of the
1: day. Yeah. Also, in in saying all of this, I am currently covered in body hair. Like Me I have too. not shaved my legs. Like my my lip is out of control. Like also my um I'm growing out my eyebrows like properly because I'm just oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get them nice and bushy, and I know I hear that like bushy eyebrows are now out of style, which yeah. is really sad for me because everyone's bleaching their brows. But they're
0: out of style. I'm I,
1: coming I, in late and I'm loving it. Wow. Yeah, no, so apparently, they're well, not apparently, but it's, you know, the bleached brow. You know, have you seen like Bella Hadid's eyebrows? They're like non existent. Um, the Julia Fox brow everyone's bleaching Amelia Gray Hamlin. Do you know that model? She's, yeah, there's just a lot of people coming up with no eyebrows and the makeup industry loves it because, you know, it's creating a bigger canvas for the face. But um, it's, I don't know if it's really going to take off. We'll see. I think I would look. It could be one of those fads, but it also could be the next bushy brow. Who knows?
0: (laughs) Well, I I used to, I used to get my eyebrows threaded, and I started doing that at like 14 and it was because like, my sister and my mum were like, oh Liv, you, you should probably start getting your eyebrows done. And I was oh,
1: like, yeah.
0: oh, okay. Like, I didn't know that I needed to do that. And then everyone <laughs> at school had like immaculate, well-designed eyebrows. And I was like, oh shit, I better do that too. And like we said in the last episode in the conundrum of high school, you kind of follow everyone. And then I started getting it done. And I'm telling you, it is the most, it was so painful <laughs> the first time. My mum was like, "That no, doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt.
1: I've never had my eyebrows threaded. Yeah.
0: Oh, it hurts, but you get used to it, but like, yeah, I I used to do that quite often. Um, and look, they looked great, but I think like recently I kind of, I just kind of, I just pluck them now whenever I feel like it. And, um, yeah, I don't really care too much about my eyebrows.
1: Yeah. 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 I feel like eyebrows are just like the one thing that you can go either way. And, Generally, everything about it looks great, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. no matter what you do.
0: Um, and, and, like, in terms um, of my arm hair, like, I, not to yeah. like do a stereotype, but naturally, I think Greeks yeah. have quite a lot of like body hair. And I mean, I am, I'm comp- like full Greek, both my parents were born in Greece. So, I naturally have a lot of body hair and on my arms, especially. And I feel like in high school, I used to be very embarrassed but. By- yeah and um I would get them waxed and like when I did Deb and unfortunately I did Deb looking back I regret doing that but um when I did Deb I remember we made a big deal of it, me and my mom to get my arms waxed and that was the last of the time I did anything to my arm hair and I've just let it go um oh. I love it I, I honestly don't feel like I'll get rid of it anytime soon um yeah my arm hair is part of me
1: <laughs> yeah cool yeah nice nice do you have any um beauty spots like I've got beauty spots where like some hairs grow out of it and there's just like such a sense of satisfaction Mm -hmm. to me when I pluck them and I probably I know I shouldn't but oh my god I get like sometimes four hairs out and I'm just like this feels so good because they're really stubbly and I'm like I just need that gone like I don't mind hair on my face but like when I get the real stubbly ones you know
0: to to pick them I get them like under my chin sometimes, and like I'm like, and
1: when you get it, it feels. Yeah, like, I know. Oh mm, I know the it's satisfaction. Like things, oh, guys. it's like popping a pimple. Yeah. yeah, nice. That's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, actually, I have one last question. I have um one more question that I want to start yeah, doing on the pod. So. Um, I don't know which we should have is. done at the start, but. I want to know, like, what was the height? What was like? <laughs> what was the highlight and what was like the low light of your week?
0: Ooh,
1: I want to see what you this spit is a, out.
0: This is a deep. Okay, the highlight would be posting last week's episode and seeing the reaction from that, which was nice. Um, and just being very uh, transparent. Yep. About myself, which, like I said in the pod, I would have been very to do a couple years ago. So that was really yeah. Cool. Yeah, made me feel great. Um, a low. Oh God. A low point of the week.
1: Or just like a little, a little shit stain on your week, you know?
0: But it really annoyed me. So I was working last night, and I work at a bottle shop, and a customer came in. Now, I was a bit frantic at work internally because I had to do a lot of like things. And it got a bit busy and sometimes I get a bit stressed out and this is like a new job still. So I'm kind of still trying to understand the job. Um, But there was a customer that came in and he was like to me, have you been working here very long? And I said, "Um, no, like a month and a bit. I don't know, not, 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 uh, not very, very long. And he's like, oh, and I was like, why does it seem like I've been here? Yeah. But, yeah the customer was like to me oh it seems like you've you're very new like you, you and I was like oh and he's like, yeah, you seem very frantic I was like okay I'm a bit stressed you didn't have to say it So he's basically saying I, yeah I look like someone who's just started happen <laughs> in reality um, and it's, and I also asked him I was trying to be polite like he brought like two bottles. Oh, how rude. I was like, did you want a paper bag for those? Like a specific, you know, wine bag? And he was like, No, I've already got one, obviously. And I was like, I'm just yeah. trying to be nice. I'm just trying to be a nice person.
1: Wait, what do you mean, obviously? So he'd what he'd brought his own wine bags to the store and you just were supposed to know that. Is that what he meant?
0: You just take to the supermarket. He like pointed it up. He's like, No, I've already got one of I was like, well,
1: uh, I don't gotcha. know.
0: I don't want to assume that you're going to use that bag for the wine. I was just, yeah.
1: I can't. I'm not anyway, a mind his reader. Energy
0: was a bit, um, I don't know. Yeah. Shitty, and I didn't. I didn't like you know that he knew that I was being frantic, even though I was. But like, don't bring it up. Don't make it obvious. <laughs> anyway, um, how about you?
1: Yeah. What the hell. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so my highlight, which is super exciting, is that I received my um, birthday gift and my Mecca Beauty Loop box at the same time from Mecca. And for anyone that is in the Mecca Beauty Loop, you will understand that you get a little pack of like samples, like really good quality samples from Mecca. And they do it twice a year. You get like a little Mecca, um, beauty loop box. Um, this is not sponsored (laughs) by the way. It's just like, I'm obsessed anyway. So I got my beauty loop box, but I also then got, (laughs) I got my beauty loop box, but on top of that, I got my birthday present from them as well. So I'm, it was just like such a nice parcel, nice delivery. I think I got it on a Monday as well. So that was really cool. Um, and then the low light of my week um, happened two days ago. Um, I had got my period the night before and I wore period underwear to bed. It's just not going where you think it's going, don't worry. Um, I actually then the next morning got up quite early. I did my five to nine before the nine to five, even though I'm not doing that. I did do it once this week and um, I got up was getting changed to go to the gym um I went to the toilet and like in my jumper and I had everything on the top and I was like oh I'll just quickly take my period underwear off and put something clean on and as I was doing this I was like half asleep I smeared my period underwear all down my jumper brand brand new washed like it was clean it was ready to be used and this is at like 5:30 in the morning and James was just laughing at me. And he was like, oh my God, it must be so hard being a girl. And I was Ew. like, fuck oh. off. <laughs> like, this is, this is my life. Like, if this could be me in a nutshell, like, I've never done that before. I've never gotten period blood anywhere but like pants. And I'd smeared it down like a grey mile jumper. And it was like, like, hate to be TMI, but it was like, you know, when you first wake up in the morning and it, there's like a lot there. Like it was like that all over period underwear. And it was just not fun. So that's my low light. Um, oh, the stains God. come out. Like there's no blood oh, stain, being, but you know, not what I want to be doing with being absolutely week.
0: sucks. So yeah. I, I sorry about that, Liv. That, that's sh.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not TMI. I hope everyone that's, enjoyed that story. Really, I'm really, oh, i sure a lot of people will be know. able to relate to that in some way. Um. All right. I think we might end it there. But um, what happened was we actually lost connection during the recording and we didn't get to record an outro, but I'll do it. So this is Little Live. I um, just want to say thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, don't forget now. Don't forget to follow us at GenLiv Podcasts, and review our podcast wherever you get your podcasts same podcast a lot um no but thank you so much for listening and the next episode is gonna be very exciting and it involves a particular singer songwriter producer director um and she has a um album coming out at the end of the week so stay tuned and yeah thanks for listening everyone